you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist. So please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health assistance or therapy you feel you may be needing. If you're listening to this introduction, we have officially entered season two of Still I Rise. I'm very excited to talk to you guys more about this journey because it's officially been a year since I've started my journey as a survivor of narcissistic abuse and dealing with somebody who was addicted to methamphetamines. And uh, if you are a new listener to this podcast, I welcome you with open arms. However, if your journey is still fresh, I strongly recommend that you listen to season one of Still I Rise, the earlier episodes, as I feel that it might be more helpful to your situation. As I continue on with season two, I'm very excited to be sharing with you guys upcoming projects and some of, you know, the updated stories that have been going on afterwards. As I know that I have been missing in action for a few months, I'm excited to share with you guys some of the stories that went on. And I do continue to hope that this will help. So thanks again for listening. I look forward to this brand new journey with you all. Hello, good evening, early morning, my friends. It is one of those late night, early morning episodes. Welcome to season two, episode one of Still I Rise. I have to say I was unsure of how I was going to continue on with the rest of my episodes, especially since I've hit a year. But I've decided that I was going to start off fresh. It's going to be season two. And that was basically the decision that I came up with. Uh, As I mentioned on my intro, I know that I have been missing in action, but I do have quite a bit of things to share with you guys. I was a little apprehensive about certain things I was going to share and still am. There's probably a few things that I'm going to hold off on until the dust clears. But anyhow, I have quite a few things to share with you guys and I'm excited. (laughs) So let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. And I will be right back with you. It's about 1 a.m. What am I doing? I should be asleep. It has been a hot mess for me for the last few weeks. I could not, for the life of me, get myself back in gear. I could not stay focused. I kept falling down. Not literally. But mentally, I was just not with it. I had no idea what was going on. I could not focus on work. I could not really... I was probably in tune with a conversation about... 
I want to say maybe 75%. The rest I could just not comprehend. I had no idea. I just felt like I had some kind of um, block mentally. It was so difficult to just get myself back in gear. I just did not know what more I could do. And that's one of the reasons why I went MIA. I did not want to record any type of episodes where I was completely emotionally unstable. And I probably should have either way, but I just did not want to come on here and say certain things that I would probably be embarrassed about later. (laughs) But um, now that I do feel that I am doing a lot better, I think I can share some of these things with you. As I mentioned before, I've been very busy with my business. I've been trying to just stay busy. Well, it got so busy to the point where I started neglecting self-care. I started neglecting things around my house. And it even got to the point where I was not able to focus on work. But there was a lot of things that were going on at work that was just very challenging as well. And a lot of the things that I was going through actually had not much to do with my ex-husband. I also believe that that was another reason why I did not record as much was because I did not have anything new on my ex-husband, which really should not be focused on that. So I guess I could definitely say that I felt as if I needed to have drama going on in order for me to really talk about and share things. But that's not the case. And I do apologize for those reasons. However, I still get a lot of mixed emotions. Not towards wanting to be back with my ex-husband because that is not the case. I was completely done. But there's been some crazy things that have been going on. And um, with a year hitting, it has been extremely difficult. I have not, I never imagined it to be as difficult. I always thought that I would be able to whiz right by it and just say, okay, cool. But there's a lot of PTSD. There's a lot of things that have caused me to feel very uneasy. And... There were a few weeks where it was very quiet. I did not really have to worry about any nonsense or drama. And um, I did mention on my previous episodes, I patched things up between my mom and my sister, which was always good. Um, But there were other things in my life that was just very overwhelming. For example, I felt that I had so much on my plate Um, And work was becoming more demanding and I was just very stressed out, you know, um, under a lot of pressure. So it was not easy. And um, as I had mentioned, yes, I actually neglected like cleaning up my apartment. It turned into a pig sty. And as much as I would try to clean, I would do little here, little there. And it looked like two tornadoes would hit it. (laughs) you moms understand what I'm going through, you know how that is. And so 
that and always having to be on the go. It was insane. We just got back from Dallas. It was actually really awesome. We had a fabulous con- convention for our business out there and I felt great because I was able to take my kids on their first plane trip and it was just amazing. And um Philip and I were able to experience Dallas together for the first time, meaning first time for both of us, first plane ride. And so there was quite a bit of things that I was able to check off on that trip alone. And we are actually going to Palm Springs once again for training. And I'm very excited for that. We're staying very innovative, innovated with the business. And we've had quite a bit of projects within you know the city of Corona and it has been just exciting. So there's more to come on that. You know, we've actually established um, our first series of workshops over here. Um, It was actually with United Way and that was, it was pretty effective. We're having our fourth workshop this Thursday. So if you're local, feel free to drop by. It starts at seven o'clock. Love to see you there. So I will be talking more about our projects and everything during um, the next few episodes just to kind of share with you guys the progress. Uh, And I do have another Instagram page based off of my business. It's financial underscore literacy underscore with underscore cherry. So feel free to follow that page so you could see what exactly it is that my business entails. And I, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do, especially being a single mother. I've mentioned this on my previous episodes. You know, it's like finances as a single parent is not always easy. So it's like, what do you do? You know, um, I am very passionate about educating families about, you know, how to manage their debt, how to really understand what it's like to have a financial foundation. So I won't get too much into that, but we will discuss that in the future episode. So I'm very excited about that. Anyways, I've been very blessed to have a group of wonderful people, wonderful human beings and my team. And um, I'm very, very happy that I have Philip on board And he's been very supportive and he's actually growing himself. And I am so proud of him. I feel blessed that I'm able to take my children with me. And, you know, they get to see all the lives that we're impacting. They actually get to see, you know, successful people. And they get to see everybody on the team succeeding. And I'm so excited that they can see that. I'm happy that I can provide, you know, a positive environment or a positive example for them. And, well, not just me, but everybody else on the team is a, you know, they're showing my kids, you know, um, a very good example. They're really, really good role models, male role models as well. It's kind of ironic because everybody on my team are, they're males. And, hey... I'm a single mom, but I am not one of those people or those mo- single moms that are like, I am not a man hater. I totally love males, not in that way, but you know, I love the ones that are on my team. They are 
amazing. They're respectful. And, you know, they do have their own reasons why they want to succeed. And I love the fact that I get to share that with them or they share that with me. And, you know, we work together very hard. And I know that we are going to succeed. And I'm really happy to be around these people. Very positive, you know, influences in mine and the boys' lives. And I'm just, I'm, I, I feel blessed. So there's been quite a few things that have been going on. Like I said, there's certain things that I really do want to share with you guys. But unfortunately, I don't want any of this information getting out in the wrong hands prematurely and things get crazy. Yes, that crazy, that crazy. I'm telling you, my friends, one of these days, I'm either going to write a stand-up comedy on my life or a book. And I do believe that one day it will be a movie. (laughs) But I want to share with you guys that, you know, as I said, even though it's been a year, I still go through some PTSD and I still remember certain things. I still remember just how secretive things were and it just makes me sick to my stomach. Sometimes I'll think, oh my goodness, I I feel bad for my children. I just wanted to put it out there. I've never had any thoughts of going back ever. But I do feel bad because I remember that, you know, it's like my children probably do miss their father. And, you know, it's like I know that they are trying their best to stay strong for me. But you know, I and then there's some very, very rare times where I'm like thinking I feel bad for my ex-husband. Very small moments like last like a millisecond, is that even a word? But then I realize, okay, I think about all the things that he's done and the things that he's put me through. And, you know, it's like he'll say things like lately, actually, when I came back from Dallas, he sent me a message talking about how he wanted to apologize and how he still loved me. And it's like, whoa, this is like a year ago, exactly, that you're now contacting me and trying to apologize. Well, I know better. And I did not feed into that. And I just knew that if I had said something, it was going to be a very short-lived apology. And sure enough, it was, um, as he was blaming himself, that lasted like less than five minutes. And then within that, it was, it became a, you know, finger pointing madness where it was like, well, I wish you didn't do this. He had told me, I wish you didn't cheat. I'm like, whoop, then there it is. After a year, it's like, okay, basically telling me I'm not going to take any accountability for the drugs that I've done. And cheating on you with somebody that looks like my grandma. But I've gotten over that. And, you know, I've already accepted that those two are together. And I'm happy with my relationship now. You know, as crazy as that sounds, that I have, like, no care in the world of what's going on with those two. 
you know, I wish them the best. I hope that they can both get clean together. And I do hope that he really straightens himself out. So I don't have to, you know, really push down on these orders. Now, that's another thing too. I have certain individuals that are going behind my back and trying to allow him to see these kids against court orders. And it's very frustrating because it's like these certain individuals don't realize that I'm fully aware of what they're doing. And it's like, you know, since me and my boys have been on our own, it's like we're very close. They tell me everything. So even if these certain individuals tell them, um, don't tell your mom, they're gonna tell me, you know, and they're so foolish to think that that's not the case. Even if they say, okay, we won't, they're gonna tell me. So I know exactly what's going on. You know, and it just kind of baffles me because you would think that these particular individuals would know me by now. But, you know, it is what it is. So there's still times where I feel very uneasy around certain individuals, especially the ones that are easily manipulated by my narc ex. And sometimes I have to put myself in check because I'm thinking to myself, does that sound like I'm trying to manipulate I you know but in order for me to get myself out of that mindset I realized that I had to just really detach myself from any of the drama and that's exactly what I've I've done I don't really care so you know I just want my peace of mind. That's all I really want. So, as I mentioned, I am really looking forward to the upcoming events, projects, all of it. And I just want you guys to know that it gets better. No matter how hazy it looks, it's going to get better. It's going to clear up. And, you know, you just got to be patient with yourself. So, with that being said, I know that this is a very short episode. But, I will definitely be back. (laughs) I promise. So, until then, take care of yourself. Keep your chin up. Know your worth. And, like always... We will get we will get through this together. Have a good night, my friends. Bye.